Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan. I'm here with a couple people today. I'm here with Big Cass, as always, his cousin Grace, and our good buddy, part of Silver Bulletin, Blake. So, I mean, this episode is going to be a little different. Uh, we kind of previewed this at the end of last week's episode, but uh, we're going to be doing a mental health series after basically, you know, in honor of Harry Miller and just everything, you know, Ryan Day, everything that's come to light. Uh, we felt, you know, in the off season that it was really important to kind of talk about this stuff. Uh, Cass is the one that really wanted to go through this. So, Cass, I'm going to pass it to you. So basically what we want to do here is, you know, talk about Blake's going to touch base on the Harry Miller stuff. He wrote a fantastic article about Harry Miller, but that'll probably be later. And maybe this is going to be a two part series. We're hoping to get a former Buckeye next week on, on the second part. But I also wanted to bring in um, my cousin uh, who I've met maybe three or four times in my, in her lifetime. Um, But you know, her, I was very close to her mother when my uh, when my grandmother lived up here in Ohio. And you know, as things go, people move away, families kind of go a separate way. So, um, Grace is a student uh, senior at Eaton High School. Am I correct? Yep. She is a volleyball player and has a full ride to Miami Middleton uh, College, which is, I believe, is what Division Two to play volleyball. Um, she's also going to be a sports psychologist ma- major, so this is going to be a fun episode on top of our, you know, student-athlete mental health. Um, I wanted to touch base on this. Next week, Dan and I and Blake will talk about our possibly personal experiences on, on this, but we're going to pick Grace's brain today as a high school kid. This could be different, you know, bringing in, she's a senior, getting ready to graduate, so it's going to be a lot of things. And, um, you know, Blake, I know you're very passionate about this subject, uh, your takes before we get into this interview with Grace. I think, uh, you know, mental health has become more of a mainstream topic now to be talked about. It's not something that was kind of just flushed under the rug or anything like that. And I think you can see the weight of it on athletes. And, you know, um, Coach Day's story is is really powerful. Um, just kind of his testimony with what he went through with his dad. And now that's uh, him and his wife, Nina's foundation now is, for mental health to break the stigma of, uh, you know, and children like that. And then we see Harry Miller's story and, you know, there's thousands and thousands of people out there with stories just like theirs. So I think it's a really important subject. It's also a sensitive subject and it's really important to get that information right. And to get, you know, get it talked about just to get people aware of, you know, what people can be dealing with, because, you know, you might see my face look like this right now and it might look great and happy, but you know, behind the scenes and inside, might be a completely different person. So you just never know what someone else is going through. And that's why I think it's really important to spread awareness and, you know, do something like we're doing right now. Dan, real quick, your thoughts. I mean, it's, it's great that we're finally talking about this because I mean, back in, I mean, back in like, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago with the whole cost of care, George incident. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into it, but like, Obviously, he was suffering, unfortunately, you know, took his own life. And it, times were different in, you know, 
late 2014 where, you know, it was, there was a stigma to it. I felt like, and it, it obviously, you know, they did honor him at the shoe briefly, but it was for the most part, it was kind of quick and gone real, real fast. And, you know, no one, it, it was kind of swept under the rug and it, it, it's good to see now that, you know, Ryan day is embracing, you know, you know, mental health exists. Like this is a disease. It's, it's okay to be uh, like, not okay. And it just, just seeing, you know, from basically when I was a sophomore in college to now, how far we've come and we're able to talk about it. And now we're actually doing like an episode on it. It's really cool in my opinion. So Grace, uh, introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit more in depth than what I did. uh, And then we'll get right into this. Okay. Um, well, I'm Grace. Um, as you said, I'm a high school student. I'm a senior. I'm going to play um, volleyball at, in college, and I'm super excited about that. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to ask the first question, Grace. Um, I'm not going to ask about family because we're family, and I know your mom, and I know your, you know, your dad and grandparents very closely. But when it comes to pressure as a student athlete, Grace, how did you balance your social life with also having a full-time school and sports schedule, like while in high school? And how are you going to do that in college, also? Um, I'm a very chill person. So I, I mean, I like to, you know, just sit and relax. So being able to take time from like everybody, I guess, is a very good way for me to cope with like pressure. Um, and I think, um, with, um, like, school I just I I don't know I'm not very not a very social person so I'm like (laughs) I like to stay at home and chill so do you think do you think sports helps or hurts with you know mental health in your opinion um I think for me it helps I like to have that release of just energy so it just helps me um, focus on what I'm doing in the current moment. I agree with that. I mean, I because when I do, I, I do like, I'm old, but I do like a men's soccer league on, on Wednesday nights. Hey, even when I'm playing for an hour, like it, it, it's, it's my escape. But I think, you know, it's interesting. It, it's when, when it's your full-time job in college, in addition to studying, I feel like that's where it, it might get a little different because right now, you know, like I do it for fun. You're in high school. You're go, you plan to do it college. But for maybe someone like on Ohio State, it's a full-time job. And, and I think sometimes, you know, if it's treated as a full-time job, even something that you love, you can get sick of and it can become a burden. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, Blake, what are your thoughts? I I see, you know, as – Student athletes, like you mentioned, you know, high school is one thing and then, you know, doing something for fun, like what you're doing here for me, like I'm coaching a middle school baseball team right now. So coaching those guys, that's kind of my outlet from, you know, work and school and everything else that I'm doing. 
So, you know, those are kind of different, but then you go to like more of Ohio state, you get into college, like Rachel get into this next year where it becomes a full-time job at the collegiate level. And you get into the public eye um, realm of things. And that's a lot different in today's society than it was, you know, back even 20 years ago, because you have social media, digital media, you have everything. Now, all this information's right here at our fingertips and whether it's on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, you know, there's TikTok Now there's so many different ways people can get, comments toward them or you can send a message to somebody and not everyone was accessible like this, you know, back in the day, like look when Michael Jordan was in the NBA, for an example, you know, he's one of the greatest basketball players in the NBA's history. So just take his time from the eighties and the nineties to now. So Grace, what do you think the public eye has an impact on? Like, how do you think the public eye plays a factor in mental health with student athletes in today's society in comparison to, back in the day? Um, I think it, it is really big nowadays. Like people are sharing what their accomplishments. And I think that's a great thing, but like the, the feedback they get is definitely a, can go either way, positive or negative. It can definitely hurt someone and can affect their mental, mental like health in any way that it's, it's really bad. I, um, and then like, I guess back then they, they didn't have, I mean, they did, but not like as we do now on social media. Back when I played, we, we did, we had the texting where you had to push the button three times to get the word, the letter. And we didn't have social media. MySpace basically was invented that the year I graduated. So Back when I played, we didn't have all that, so all that pressure. We had magazines and websites. We had a little less access compared to now. Yeah, like we – for me too, like we – Instagram was probably a year or two old my junior and senior years of high school. So, I mean, we we got, we had it, but no one really knew how to use it at that point. And it was, it was basically, you know, the most basic version of Instagram for all this. I think social media has definitely, definitely, I mean, it, it impacts my mental health just going on Twitter. I'm going to be completely honest, just what I read on that app sometimes. So I can only imagine how like some people feel when they, you know, especially like some college athletes, like for example, uh, EJ Liddell after, after uh, the NCAA tournament uh, two years ago, when we lost to Oral Roberts, he was getting death threats on Twitter and stuff. And it's, I mean, that's obviously a very extreme, but when you have, you know, thousands of people commenting on every little thing you do, you you, you even look, um, whether it be like Evan Pryor tweeting something and then people think he's going to transfer, like Michi Johnson tweets something and it could be nothing about anything. And people are like trying to read into it. Or, Or a former coach who has still has recruits on a team you know, throws a heartbreak emoji and everybody flips because of a player that he recruited who's still on a team, you know, that it's just so impactful. Like yeah, that, that coach is Zach Smith. I listened to his podcast because, you know, he, he's big on mental health. If you listen to it and, you know, he even admitted, say it was about Cameron bad, you know, now that the, you know, news came out about it, but you know, people took it the hard way and it just ended up being like a minor injury. So it, it, it's anyway, like it's, it's everywhere. So Grace, as a senior this year, I'm sure you were one of the leaders on your volleyball team. Has there been an instant where a teammate has came up to you 
and asked for advice on handling the pressure, knowing that eyes are all on you and your teammates? There hasn't. No, there hasn't. But that I feel like if someone were to do that, that would be, first of all, I feel very like I would give them a lot of like, um, I don't know the word for it apparently. Um, but anyway, I haven't had that happen to me. Um, no, I'll just say that. I, <laughs> well, that's good. At least uh, hopefully yeah. everyone's good then. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you never know. Like I mean, I've seen some high school kids break down. I, when you guys, when you talk about you're doing it for fun, Dan still plays, you know, Blake coaches, I broadcast games, you know, to, as a release. And I've seen mental breakdowns of athletes who, you know, who are being recruited um, just like, you know, actually it happened in the, in the tournament. Like, it, it, you know, it was a game before mine and it was a Reynoldsburg player that was being recruited by a division two basketball. He just had a break mental down because stu- another opposing team student section was heckling him. I, I feel like too, it doesn't have to be, we don't have to go as, a, as extreme as like a mental breakdown. It could be, as something as just putting too much pressure on yourself where you can't perform. Cause if you, mm-hmm. it, cause like, uh, for example, like I remember high school football, uh, you know, I, I trained so much for it and like any, and I wasn't like a good player. I was just, anytime I got on the field, I was just trying to get playing time because well, I was at a very competitive high school. And anytime I got on the field though, it, it, it wasn't like you were having fun. It was, you know, this is like your chance, like it's, you're locked in, but you're so, you're so nervous that, you know, you want to make the perfect play. You're not enjoying yourself. You're not, you're not playing free. And it's, I, it's, I wonder too, if, you know, some, some players on like Ohio state's defense feel like that or because it's, I feel like that's a true feeling that, you know, it's not that you don't care. You're putting in the effort, you know what to do, but when the lights come on, you want to do such a good job. You just don't know how to handle it. And it's, it's something that's tough. And it, 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 I think it happens to a lot more people. Yes, I, it, it does. Personally, it happens to me. I, I, didn't get much playing time my senior year because I was still basically the new kid and like just having that it's just so much nerve nerves and anxiety that gets put on you when you do get a play yeah because like I, I'm the one of four seniors going to college to play volleyball and I never got I got to play probably probably five games this whole entire season and it's it's just amazing to me to like know that somebody like is actually watching me and to like even though during the regular season I was nervous and I felt like every time the spotlight was on me I was just gonna completely fail and like it was just so crazy and nerve-wracking it it... yeah no I mean I I totally get that it's it's not even like for me it's not even that you're gonna fail it's just when you get out there you just forget everything. It's yeah. just like you're a deer in the headlights, and it's it's not like you're try. It's not like you don't know. It's because like, you you study, you practice, you know it like the back of your hand. It's just sometimes the moment is just it just it it's terrifying, and I, I think a lot of athletes can relate to that. I think I think it I truly does probably happen at Ohio State more than we believe. And if it, I mean, 
in the locker rooms too, I'm sure there's guys throwing up before the game. I mean, that's, I think that's sadly normal in football and athletics because, because the nerves, but I guarantee you, if you had a psychologist in there, you, you would see a lot of nervous guys. And, and you got to think too, just going back to this March, you know, NCAA, right. The Ohio State's run at the end of the season uh, before, you know, the tournaments hit. I mean, those guys that at the whole season, you know, for basketball, they, they look like they could beat anybody on the court. And then they, and then COVID happened, injuries happened. It wasn't like, you know, we also see it in our message boards, you know, and I, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like the Ohio State did not put the effort in. It was, I think once they started that losing streak, I think they were trying way too hard to please the fans. And I, I'm please telling me. you, <laughs> please Dan, <laughs> you know, I mean, especially, especially look, like think about this football team. They're, you know, coming off they first time in a, a long time that they lost to Michigan. So you think about the amounts of pressure that these football players who are coming back after losing to Michigan and, then, and what happened when they lost to Michigan from fans and social media. Cause that's the, I think social media is really affect, you know, has been the one of the number one things to affect student, student athlete mental health. I agree. And what's unique about social media is that every single person can have a platform because it's free. So, you know, you might have, so Cass, you know, you're playing 10 years ago, or someone's playing 20 years ago, your experience with the fans is when you're in the arena, when you're in the stadium once a week for football or a couple times a week for basketball, or if you just run into somebody in the street or in a restaurant or in a store, that's your experience with the fans. Your experience with the fans is always with you because it's right here. And whether or not they're direct messaging you or they're commenting on your post or whatever it is, you know, you can get heckled anywhere now and you have that weight that's constantly on you. So the way that it affects you and, many different ways and you know it varies per person but if you look at something like you were saying where the Buckeyes kind of had a struggle at the end of the year there for the basketball team right but they dealt with injuries all year like we had two guys who never played during this regular season and the expectations never changed for the team they're still supposed to win they're still supposed to do this well they're still supposed to be this number seed those expectations never wavered despite not being at full strength so now these guys have you know that added weight to them that we still have to meet these expectations and we're down two of our best players. And it's not that guys can't step up, but okay, realistically, without those two players, could Ohio State still have been that good? No. But could they be better than they were this year? Absolutely. But, you know, that's still weighing on you as a player every game where you're not meeting those expectations because they're already sky high at a place like Ohio State or a football like Alabama or just any of those blue blood schools. They're always going to be so high. So when you deal with injuries now, as a team, well, what if you're the person to get injured? You know, now you think you did something wrong because you broke your ankle or something happened, you got rolled up, anything like that. Well, how does how do you respond to that? And then the rest of your teammates. It's just a completely different world in that sense now. How Grace, how did you like I'm sure, you know, you said you didn't have much playing time this year. I feel you. As a senior, I didn't play either much either. But you were there as a, you know, kind of a bench cheerleader. But when you got that mm-hmm. chance, you, you gave it it all. Gave it all. Did you ever see a time in one of your, your, your highest scoring players or, you know, ever see them like the stress on their faces and, you know, how, how do you think they were handling the stress? Um, our, our main girl – um, she, um, uh, she is very good, very, very good in the sport and so smart in the sport. And, um, 
she was a very hard worked girl through like in volleyball. And when she got down, she let everybody like, it would make everybody else feel down. And you would, she didn't really show much emotion, but you could see it. Um, so seeing her just like when she didn't make a good play or something and, um, it just, it felt like everyone was like, Oh shoot. We're like, we're done. Like what's next. <laughs> Follow up question. <laughs> I'm sorry guys. Uh, I was going to ask, I guess, just like, I mean, what do you think of body language on, on the field? Just everyone. Do, do you guys believe like body language is a key, a key thing to watch or because I, I, I'm not a big like believer in body language. I it, just kind of going on a side tangent here, like with the hands on your knees thing. Like I know that was a big thing in football, but it's like maybe I just like get a better rest. When I put my hands on my knees. Like it's, I'm just trying to be like efficient, like when I, in between plays. For me personally, I think it depends on the sport. Like if you look at a football player who, you know, who might be trying to catch their win with their body language, or if a quarterback throws an interception, he just does the, you know, thing like that. Cause you know, he may be caught. I think basketball for body language is more noticeable than any other sport. Um, just because of how fast paced basketball it can be. I mean, we talk about the Wisconsin's of the world and how slow they're off. But if a player, you know, Kobe Bryant always said he's going to shoot the ball until he makes it. It doesn't matter what. But if a player is struggling and just continues to miss shot after shot, your body language is going to completely change. And once you bring that body language down, it could it could either a ruin the you know your play of the day or b it could actually affect your whole team and you're also just trying just throwing shots up just throwing shots up because you want to make that play put more pressure on it and then that's when that body leg body language just drops i mean i think i think body language could be a good thing though cuz it's you're, you're expressing your emotions it's it's I feel like I feel like athletes are supposed to be almost like robots at times and they're supposed to not show, you know, not show that they get frustrated for missing a layup or like, you know, not put your hands on your knees when, when you're trying to catch a win. But like it's like if you know you're human and stuff, I mean, we're all human. So it's like, why, why, why are they not allowed to show emotion on the field? It, you know, that's I mean, that's my question. Yeah, and I, I think it's it's better to see the guy show emotion like that. I actually had an incident today in practice where we were playing a game 21 outs, and it's, you know, since in middle school they play seven innings, so it's three outs an inning, so you get 21 outs in a game. So you got to make – can you get 21 outs without making an error? If you get an error, you drop your glove, you touch home plate, or you touch the fence, whatever you're playing infield or outfield, then you go back to your position, you start over with zero outs. Well, today, first play, shortstop, hit him a ground ball, he missed it, what's he do? throws his glove immediately and he just like puts his hands in there. He's so mad. And then he goes and touches home and he goes back. I'm like, just get the next one. Just get the next one. It's good. You know, but he told me, he apologized. He's like, it's like, coach, I'm sorry for throwing my glove. I was like, don't, don't be sorry. I mean, don't do that in a game, but I'd rather you show that emotion and show that leadership and like that you're going to get the next one than just go oh, and just shrug your shoulders and just not care. I'd yeah. rather see that emotion on there because that's, that's part of leadership. That's part of getting that team there. It shows that you care. And then it helps those guys around you too. So, 
I agree. I mean, I, that, that, that's, that's, that's honestly the truth. And honestly, it's probably the better he missed it on the first one. It would be, I'd be a lot, he'd be a lot more mad <laughs> if he missed it on like the 20th. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Anybody else? Um, I think body language is a, is a good thing to have um, communicating with teammates. Um, if you see a teammate that is struggling and you see that they're down and bringing that teammate up is something that could help them and encourage them. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be a negative or positive, like you guys said, completely 100% um, on that. Um, do you feel, now that you've been scouted, you, you've, you've uh, committed – uh, do you feel a little bit of a weight off your shoulder or did you even have a clue that you were going to go to the next level and play volleyball? Um, I didn't know I was going to be playing in the next level. I knew that we were being scouted, but he just emailed us and was like, Hey, you want to play? And I was like, sure. Um, but <laughs> that's a heck of a, uh, that's Hey, uh, we want you on our team. I mean, that's, <laughs> hey, I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> It's a little more complicated than that, but it was basically like that. But um, it it does feel like a weight kind of lifted off my shoulder because I'm like I've been playing volleyball for ten years. Like continuing to play would be a dream of mine, and it I had thought about it, but not really like in depth. So I was like really re- relieved that I was like I get to play. So did I mean? Did you ever put? Did you ever put like pressure on yourself to make it the next level? Where like you were actually stressed about it or was it just kind of like, it was just kind of like it happened and you're like, I'm, I'm thankful it happened this way. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of just let it happen. Whatever happened, happened. I, I never put, I never put any pressure on myself. Cause like if I did, I'd be like, if I knew, if I knew the scout, scout was coming, I'd be like, I would definitely put more pressure on myself and mm-hmm. freak out and mess up and, you know, just play worse. But, um, Yeah. I think that not knowing about it was definitely better. Can you imagine if CJ Stroud had that mindset as, as Grace did, you know, as a star, five-star quarterback in California that, you know, hey, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. imagine, I mean, I mean that, that's an unreal way to think about it. And I, I, I love that fact. I love that fact. I mean, that's, a, that's an awesome way to do it. Well, I mean, uh, I'm glad you brought up Strad too, because like, I feel like when you watch his, when you look, when you, just watching his demeanor and his like development throughout the season, from you know week one to the Rose Bowl, like mentally he went from like a a boy to a man. You could tell in you know a short three month span. Well, let's not even talk about the whole season. How about the month of September with CJ Stroud? Yeah, I it, mean, all of a sudden. Chris Olave comes back. What does that tell you immediately last offseason? I trust the guy throwing me the football. Mm-hmm. Chris Olave just had Justin Fields throwing him the football. And Dwayne for two Haskins. Years, right? And Dwayne Haskins. Think about this for a minute. He's going to the NFL. He has a he has a first round grade, second round grade, right? He's I'm coming back. Immediately that says I have confidence in CJ. Because we knew that it was likely going to be CJ Stroud. But yeah. regardless. He knows that whatever whoever that quarterback is, I trust them to throw the football to me so I can get better and so the team can get better. And 
you see that. And then all of a sudden he comes in. We didn't know he had an injury. He's missing balls high. Like, really, this is CJ Stroud. This is really, this is what we waited for. This, those sky high expectations, this is what we get. And then all of a sudden now he sits for the Akron game and then he comes back and then we see what he does for the rest of the season. Or exactly. Yeah. Shoulder injury. Correct. Shoulder injury. <laughs> but anyway, he comes back and like Dan said, like he turned it from a boy to a man when everyone was coming for his neck on Twitter. Ben CJ Stroud, who is this kid? Why is he on our field? He's not fit to play quarterback. And all of a sudden he shows you what he can do. Now he's a Heisman contender. He just wowed the NFL scouts at Pro Day. Just look at that. In the in the Rose Bowl, he put on a put on a show for the ages. He even played well against the team up north. I mean, it was tough circumstances in that game. Missed a couple throws, but you know he can't be perfect. Yeah, Grace at Eaton High School. Um, I don't know much about their football program or basketball. Is there that one athlete, whether it's a girl, a female, or a male, who has that upside, that star power at your high school in? Um, are they like big man on campus and how they act react? Kinda. Not in basketball. We don't really have a good basketball team. <laughs> but football, we have we have a few. I would I would say the seniors because they think they're, you know, the big, big powerful boys. But there's a there's I would say one or two that think like like they're big and powerful, but on definitely on volleyball. Definitely. That's outstanding. Dan? That's, I mean, that's all I really got for this one. Uh, yeah. we, we are running out of time. I got the upgrade yeah. notification. <laughs> yeah, Grace, um, we got to hang out more, you know, talk more sports, you know, before, you know, either, you know, I got to either I drive over to eat and haven't seen your mom since my wedding. And that's four years ago. And, you know, that's sad. We, we'll get together again. It was awesome having you on. And I'm going to have to catch one of your volleyball games, even though I miss – your high school career. Maybe I'll catch your college career. Yeah. I'd love for you to come. <laughs> Blake. Thanks for coming on as always, my guy. Uh, I hope, I hope your baseball team does good. I don't know if they started. I hope they go undefeated. No errors. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. It's always, it's always good to be on. I love uh, coming on the show with you guys. I'm excited to do this again. And uh, yeah, I'll keep you guys updated on the baseball season. Hopefully we can keep it going get back to the championship game again. We, uh, we were there in 2019, and uh, we lost. Had an error. It cost oh, a couple no. Runs, so trying to write <laughs> that, that wrong. That's why, they, that's why they do 21 innings. <laughs> exactly. They're going to get a lot of running sh- in. Was it the shortstop? Because maybe that's it why he's not. Threw his, okay. Different, um, different guy, but yeah. I know this is a different website, but check out tomorrow night, Fairfield County Sports Network. I am calling the uh, Liberty Union Mandacree Creek softball first game of the season. Um, for our network, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, calling that game. Softball is so much fun to call. It's because at least you don't have to call breaking balls or anything like that. You just play. Oh, ball went right down the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, next we'll dive in next week uh, even a little deeper. We've got some stories about you know non-Buckeyes, um, you know that we could talk about that tra- tragically lost their lives uh, due to mental health, and then uh, hopefully we get a former Buckeye player. We've had a few that's been interested, but they kind of, you know, low-balled us a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, but, yeah, take us out, Dan. Yep, I mean, Grace, Blake, thank you so much for coming on. Cass, as always, you're the man, but uh, that does it for another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. 
everyone, you know, stay safe, stay healthy mentally, and go Bucks. Go Bucks.